it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. From the most powerful city in the world, a new generation of conservative talk. Fair, fresh, fun. It's the Guy Benson Show with Guy Benson. It is the Guy Benson Show, and it is me, Rich Zioli, from Philadelphia with you today. Biden is still talking, and he's going on and rambling about his student loan debt forgiveness plan if he takes questions, we'll bring you the questions. But we have an over-under here in the studio that he's just going to walk right out. And you're going to see like a cartoon character with a dust behind him as he just leaves the room. But in case he takes questions, we'll bring it to you live. I promise you. Here's what you missed so far. A long, rambling story about his dad that absolutely made no sense whatsoever. And him explaining how the student loan debt repayment program is going to work. And it's going to cost, by the way, even though he won't acknowledge it, 300 billion trillion gajillion dollars we don't even know the exact cost of it yet because now there's a new twist where if you say yep he's walking out there he goes bye he's leaving yep what he's turning around what's he saying is he saying something let's see if we can take what biden's saying here he's he's what do you think what about people who paid their loans so struggle to pay their loans and now others don't have to and he's out so there was the deuce, Peter Ducey, asking him, what about people who pay their loans and is it fair to them? And the president just looked at him, gave him a dirty look, a snarky look, and then just psh, right out. Boom, he's out. So here's what we know. We know that uh, if you, like me, paid your student loans, you're furious right now. And what I don't understand is why we're not getting debt forgiveness equity. I mean, I got a mortgage. Maybe you have a mortgage. I got a car payment. Perhaps you do as well. A little credit card debt here and there. You know what I mean? How about everybody gets $10,000? We can pay any debt we want. How about that? Why just college debt is my question. Why? And what about the millions of Americans who've paid their college debt, paid it off no matter what they had to do, working two jobs, three jobs, not being around their kids, and now this is a giant slap in the face to them and maybe to you if you're in that boat. But who is this a gift to? This is a gift to the wealthiest Americans. Oh, it really is. It really is. Because the people who are going to benefit from this are the people who make a lot of money. $125,000 a year is a lot of money. And chances are, for a lot of people, their kids went to college and then the parents started paying down their student loans. So they're going to benefit from this as well. The poor schlub out there driving a cab, the plumber, the cop, the fireman, all those people, forget you. You don't matter anymore. Forget you. You get nothing. And you like it. You get nothing. And Biden knows damn well that this is wrong, but he doesn't care because he has to do something to make the base excited. Think about it. They've delivered on basically nothing. Although last week was a massive climate change package. And now this. If you thought this guy was going to be a moderate, boy, you got sold a bill of goods in the last election, did you not? But now I think we're all waking up to the fact that this guy is just as liberal as he can possibly be. So student loan debt in America... This is going to help some of the wealthiest people. In fact, Penn Wharton did a study on this, and what they found was about when you think about the breakdown of who has student loan debt and who doesn't, it really goes to people who are white, and they're usually living in suburbs, and they usually come from means because that's the people going to college and racking up all the debt. That's just the reality. And Joe Biden begins by rambling here. Why don't we do this? His dad here has some story about Joey – 
my dad and something about maybe a, a drive-in movie. I'm, I'm, I, I really have no idea what he's talking about here. Take a listen. And I remember my senior year, I got into uh, one of the little liveys and I got into a number of schools and we're trying to get the money even with financial assistance to be able to go there. We had four kids, all of, uh, all of us wanting to go to school. And, um, and I remember going down after a baseball game. I went, went to a really good school up in Claymont, Delaware, on the Pennsylvania border. And I uh, drove down to Newark, Delaware. My dad worked at an automobile agency. And I walked in, and I had my spikes. And because the reason I was going down, when your dad works at an automobile agency, the great advantage, you get a new car to go to the prom or a good used car off the lot. You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. And so I went down to my 51 Plymouth uh, with uh, beach towels for seat covers. And uh, I had my uniform on, my spikes off. I ran in, and the woman whose name was Mary who ran the place, I said, Mary, where's Dad? She said, he's out in the lane going into the, in the repair shop. Give him my word, true story. Hand, hand, true story, hand, hand of God. Why would you make up a story like that? First of all, it's not even very good. If you're going to make up a story, at least make it entertaining. And seat cover, towels for seat covers, this was no jalopy. But my dad would always say to me, Joey, Joey, you go to college, Joey. You'd be a college man, Joey. That's what he said. You'd be a college man. Well, now all these college men and women out there who have been paying off their student loans, you get nothing other than imagine if you just made your final student loan payment like yesterday. You just wrote the check. You sent it in. And now you find out had you just been a delinquent. Had you just not been responsible, you would have been wiped clean. Oh, and you don't need a college degree for this program either. It's not like you have to have had your college degree and you have student loan debt and now we're going to forgive the student loans. No, you could have dropped out of school. In fact, the president talked about that. He said, you know, a lot of people out there can't even afford to finish. So what they wind up doing is they don't have a degree and they leave and they got all this debt. So we're going to pay them too. We're going to pay off their loans as well. Nice, right? How is this fair is my question. There are millions of Americans who have never gone to college, millions and millions and tens of millions of them. They've never gone to college, and they're working their butts off each and every day. How is this fair to them? How is this fair to you? Honestly, how does this fare to you today? Because I'm guessing that you probably are not going to qualify for this because you've probably been responsible and paid off your loans, or you just didn't go to college, and you're working for a living. You know, the Democrat Party used to pretend that it was the party of the working man, the working gal. That's what, that was his whole thing. The Democrat Party and the Bruce and Bruce Springsteen, they both used to pretend that they cared about working people. And, and what it is, they're elites now. They care about the elites, the coastal elites. The Democrat Party has become the party of academia. And James Carville said that, too. That's why they come up with weird, fake, phony terms like Latinx. Nobody says that. Nobody says that. Certainly not people who are Latin. They don't say that. They don't call each other Latinx. But it was invented in a faculty lounge at some fancy Ivy League college. And then they go out there and use it. And this is the problem with the modern Democrat Party. They don't care about you. They lost the union guys a long time ago. Trump picked up those voters. They lost the hardworking blue-collar people a long time ago. Trump won those voters in 2016 and largely in 2020 as well. And the Democrats, as long as the people in blue coastal elites in the suburbs of Jersey and Philly and the suburbs of California, as long as they're happy, the Democrat Party's happy. This is their constituency now. Not some guy who's busting his butt putting floors in every day, some guy driving a truck. That's not the Democrat constituency. They know they've lost those people, and they know they're not getting them back either. 
The same party that wants to teach your kids at three years old about about transgender studies. This is the same party that comes up with Latinx and the same party now that says we're going to forgive student loan debt. And if you didn't go to college and you have debt, because you probably do, maybe from starting a business, you get ungats, as my people say. You get nothing. Here's Biden explaining the plan. Take a listen. Using the authority Congress granted the Department of Education, we will forgive $10,000 in outstanding federal student loans. In addition, students who come from low-income families, which allowed them to qualify to receive a Pell Grant, will have their debt reduced $20,000. Both of these targeted actions are for families who need it the most, working and middle-class people hit especially hard during the pandemic, making under $125,000 a year. You make more than that, you don't qualify. No high-income individual or high-income household on top of the 5% in the top 5% of incomes, by the way, will benefit from this action, period. You know what this is? This is a bribe is what it is. It's a bribe to get votes. If I did this, if I handed you a bag of cash and said vote for me, I'd go to prison. I would. I go. It's the Jersey way. I'd go to prison. If I went over to you and said, hey, how you doing? Here's 10 grand in small, non-consensual bills. Here you go. Take it. Go with it. But you got to remember who gave it to you. Come on. Who wet your beak? I wet your beak. But now if Joe Biden does it, he gives you $10,000 and you remember the Democrats gave you money. That's apparently totally legal. What's the difference? This is a bribe. It's a payoff is what it is. It's a payoff. It's getting people's votes. We're six weeks from early voting in the midterm elections, six weeks from when the polls begin to open for election season. And instead of them walking around the old Jersey way and handing you a bag of cash, now they just write you a check or they just go and just take it off the books. And that's what they're going to do. The Department of Education has all this information. They're just going to go. You don't know it anymore. Just like that. You just write it off. Well, somebody's paying for this. You are. We are. We're all paying for it. Nothing's free in life. And when Biden says, oh, you know what? Small, middle-class Americans, the working people are going to benefit from this. No, they're not. Penn Wharton, Joe Biden went to Wharton. He likes to tell people that. Went to Penn. Reports that between 69 and 73% of any debt forgiven would accrue to households that are in the top 60% of income distribution. The top 60%. That's right. One of the reasons for this is that far more affluent families are more likely to send their kids to college. Fewer than four in 10 Americans have a college degree. And so affluent families can send their kids to college. And last time I checked, $125,000 is a lot of money. There's people listening to that that would kill to make that kind of money. And he stands up there and acts like it's peanuts. Ah, you know, it's, you know, can't, can't make that much. 125 is the cutoff. 125 is a ton of money. And some people, that's, that's with two jobs in their family, and they still don't have that for their household income. A recent report from the University of Chicago's Becker Friedman Institute for Economics shows that canceling student loan debt would send nearly $6 in relief to the top 20% income earners for everyone, every dollar that went to the bottom 20%. Six to one ratio. Six dollars to the top, one dollar to the bottom. Six to one ratio. And guess what? We're going to be back in this debt burden in four years because there's going to be people going to college now just starting freshman year. This coming this coming. I mean, we're almost there back to school. And what right now today, some people are going back and starting college. Well, they're going to start accruing student loan debt again. 
So four years from today, we are exactly where we are today, exactly where we are. It's just going to take another four years to get there. We're going to then do this again in four years, or by then will college just be free? This is going to cost taxpayers hundreds of billions of dollars, could cost taxpayers as much as $900 billion. That's right. Could be as much as $900 billion. And this is insane. And I don't know about you, but it's really dumb politics. Unless maybe it isn't. You got to wonder who who the Democrats are trying to win over here. And I'll give you more thoughts on that here on The Guy Benson Show. But I would love to hear from you today how you're feeling right now knowing that this is about to take place. 833-456-1300. That's the number for you to call. 833-456-1300 and weigh in. Do you think this is going to help the Democrats coming into November, the midterm elections? Is this going to be the payoff, the big bribe to get everybody's votes? Is it going to work? Or are they going to make so many people angry it's going to backfire in their face? It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Guy Benson. We'll be right back. The Guy Benson Show. More next. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. I remember walking up and now my dad, like probably a lot of your folks, cared a lot about your education. My dad's greatest regret was that he never got to go to college. And my dad was a very well-read man, particularly history, and, uh, um, but it was a great regret. And he always say, Joey, you're going to be a college man. And I'd say, Dad, but how, what, what does that matter? I mean, you can still get fired if you're a college man. He said, yeah, but they can never take it away from you. They can never take your education away. Joey, you be a college man and pay off everybody's loans, pay off everybody's debt. And then make half the country mad as hell. Actually, probably more than the country mad as hell, more than half. Probably about uh, two-thirds of the country. But not a majority of White House staffers, because National Review reports that a majority of White House staffers are, in fact, eligible for Biden's repayment plan, Biden's debt forgiveness. And what I'm asking for is debt forgiveness equity. You pick the debt, he has to pay $10,000 of it. You pick the debt. Mortgage, car, credit card, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Hookers, whatever you got, whatever your debt is, gambling debts, that's fine, too. That should qualify as well, because this is just wrong to do to people. People who paid off their student loans, people who never went to college. This is just not fair to them. What do you think of this? Let me know. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Guy today. It's great to be with you, 833-456-1300. Let's hear what Justin has to say. He's in Houston, Texas. Hey, Justin, thanks for the call. Hey, Rich, thanks for uh, taking my call. Hey, so I'm one of these people that went to college uh, when I was younger, never finished, accrued about $30,000 in debt, uh, never finished my college degree, started my own business. Um, I make less than one twenty-five combined with my wife. So I'm one of these people that this is going to affect. My Part of my debt will be forgiven, uh, and I'm not happy about it. It's not your responsibility to pay for my debt. I knew what I signed up for. I knew the documents I signed. I read them carefully understood that I was going to have to pay this off if I didn't finish. When I was going to college, my parents said, hey, if you finish your degree, we'll pay for your for your loans. Otherwise, if you don't finish, that's your debt and you own it. And I'm okay with that. Life, life choices, I made my decisions. But I, I'm, I'm not happy about this. Yeah, and for you, when you made your, the choice you made, when you, when you started a business, I mean, that was a lot of sweat equity, and I'm sure you probably also had to take out some business loans as well, right? Absolutely, yep. 
Yep. Put myself come- in debt, and I wouldn't expect anybody else to pay for those either. No, but why shouldn't we? I mean, why don't we just give you ten thousand dollars to pay off some business debt? <laughs> now, here's my question, though, Rich. Uh, at the end of the year, when we get to tax time next year, are they going to come back to us and say, "You remember that ten thousand dollars we forgave? Now you got to claim that as as taxable income on your income taxes." Is yeah. that going to happen? Absolutely not. I mean, it should, but they're not going to actually get the money. They're just going to wipe it off the books. So I guess the Democrats will argue, well, we didn't actually give you any money. So, but it, it should be. It should be considered income. If I gave you ten thousand dollars, just you know, me to you, Justin. Hey, here's a, here's ten grand. You would absolutely have to deduct that on your taxes or itemize that yep. on your taxes. Absolutely, you would. Absolutely. Hey, listen, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Frida is in Walla Walla, Washington. Some great wine in Walla Walla, Washington. How are you, Frida? I'm good. I just wanted to say I honestly think this is a crime against everyone in this country. But unfortunately, I don't feel it's going to make enough people wake up. I think there are too many who have been taught to have their hand out for too many years, and just watching the results of some of the voting for the preliminaries here in the last few weeks is enough to show you that Democrats, people are still not thinking. Well, I guess the question is, and this is the really, and thanks for the call, Frida, because I think you raise a great point, and it goes like this. Uh, Are the Democrats doing this to try to win voters in the suburbs? Because if you think about what Penn Wharton said, that this is going to benefit the majority of wealthier Americans, where do they live? They live in the burbs. Where is going to be the political battle to keep the majority in the House? The suburbs, not the cities. The cities are already voting Democrat. I think you're going to have a lot of black voters upset today. You're going to have a lot of brown voters. You know, the left always loves to give people by, by their color. So you're going to have a lot of those voters very upset. But those cities are voting Democrat anyway. You're going to have a lot of blue collar guys upset, but maybe they live in red states that are voting red anyway. So who are they trying to win over by doing this? They always have an angle. They always got a motivation here. And I think it's the suburbs. I think it's wealthy people in the suburbs who are either paying their kids student loan debt or they have Johnny living in the basement for three years because he can't afford to pay his student loan debt because he won't get a job because he's lazy. And maybe this is a gift to them. It's got to be something. They're not just going to do this if there's no political benefit for them because too many people are going to be angry with them. Right now, there's a blue-collar guy driving a truck somewhere who's furious, like my last caller, Justin, down in Texas. He's upset. There's somebody out there right now in Philadelphia, where I broadcast from, who's upset because she's a mom and she's making forty grand a year and she never went to college. But she's in Philly. They're voting Democrat regardless. We'll be right back. It's Guy Benson Show. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my (laughs) name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Talking about the issues you care about. Guy Benson. 
It is the Guy Benson Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Guy today, where I normally broadcast out of Philadelphia on WPHT. Great to be with you this afternoon. Busy day as Biden announces the student loan debt forgiveness payoff bribe to voters. Here to talk about it with me, Nate Hockman is the ISI fellow at National Review. Hey, Nate, thanks for joining me here on the Guy Benson Show. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Rich. Good to be with you. I agree with you 100 percent, by the way, when you say this is absolutely uh, clearly a way to pay off a core Democratic constituency. Tell us who that constituency is. Well, it's upper middle class college educated voters Bingo. who are one of the basic bases of the Democratic Party. And those are the people that sent Joe Biden to the White House. And he knows it. So this is really just incredibly brazen. I mean, we should be clear about exactly what this is. It is socialism for the rich. You have taxpayers who did not go to college, who did not attend to college, who are working in middle class, who are subsidizing the loans of the wealthiest people in America. More than 60% of all student debt is owed by the top half of the income distribution. Only 12% is owed by the bottom 25%. So a ton of this, even 40% of it, is held by students who have advanced degrees, You know, doctors and lawyers. These are people who are going to pay off their debt, and now they're having their debt socialized with the tax money of hardworking Americans who did not go to college. And, Nate, I agree with you 100 percent, and I think that this is absolutely designed to try to win the suburbs because that's where these voters live. That's right. And again, it's sort of trying to bribe voters right before the midterms with their own money. But it's not actually going to solve any of the fundamental issues. I mean, Joe Biden can get up there and pontificate about college costs. This isn't actually going to lower college costs. In fact, in many ways, it's going to reward the bad behavior of colleges which are you know bringing in students who can't afford to pay for college so this is what progressives do you know progressives uh you know they said the inflation reduction act was supposed to address climate change it threw infinite amounts of cash at renewable energy sources but didn't actually deregulate any of the regulatory barriers that makes it difficult to build you know carbon-free technology they say they want to spend more on public education but they're just throwing money down the drain at a broken public education system run by the teacher union so the only solution progressives have for all of these major systemic issues in our country is to throw more money at broken systems and that's clearly what they're doing here Nate Hockman, we are six weeks away from when early voting begins in most of the country for the midterm elections. Six weeks away, and I keep hearing stories about how the red wave may be losing momentum, Democrats may be gaining ground. All of a sudden, the Democrats do this, and I got to think, you know, if you look at some of these competitive districts in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and some of these other places where Democrats hold the seats now, but there's a real chance Republicans can win those seats I got to think this is absolutely a gift to people who live in very large homes, pay a lot of money in property taxes and have college debt for their kids. And maybe those parents are paying those bills themselves because the kids don't have jobs yet or the kids are lazy or whatever. This is a payoff to them. It's absolutely a bribe. And I'm glad you used that word. That's right. And we also know that disproportionately and increasingly every single election, you have more and more Democratic voters who are college educated and more and more Republican voters who are not college educated. The major divide between right and left in America today isn't necessarily economic class or income. It's whether or not you have a college education. College educated voters vote Democrat. Non-college educated voters uh, vote Republican. So this is a policy that is directly targeted only for people who are college educated, and it's subsidized by people who aren't college educated. So again, it's clearly just an attempt to reward Democratic Party voters and uh, 
do that at the expense of Republican voters, which is what makes it so brazen. So the guy who's driving a truck somewhere in a red state, he's going to be angry today, but Democrats know he's going to be angry and they don't care. That's right. They don't care. And in fact, they're laughing all the way to the bank. Um, you know, Republicans, they could actually turn this into a, an issue and a talking point that I think uh, would help them in the midterms. But they're going to have to be able to explain exactly why this is effectively welfare for the rich. I think a lot of you know, working class, Hispanic, African-American, Asian voters who didn't go to college would be outraged if they understood exactly what this policy means. But you're going to have to have Republicans who are capable of explaining it to them. We talk about something called the white-black wealth gap, and Biden tried to claim today that this is going to help even up that wealth gap. How is it going to do that? I think it's the exact opposite, actually. No, it's not going to do it at all. Again, that's just sort of standard Democratic Party talking points. The the kinds of African-Americans who are going to college uh, disproportionately already ones who are wealthy African-Americans. That's sort of how the affirmative action system works. Um, So – you know, the single black mother in Southside Chicago, this isn't going to help her. In fact, it's actually going to probably use some of the tax money that she pays to subsidize uh, wealthy Joe Biden donors in, you know, in, in Washington, D.C. So, again, it's it's it is it's class warfare by the upper middle class against the working classes. It's not it's, it's the multiracial working class, which is paying for the disproportionately white people who attended college who are going to benefit from this policy. Nate Hockman's with me. He's the ISI fellow at National Review. It's great to have him with me here on The Guy Benson Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Guy. Yeah, and I think that uh, when you think about that mom in Philly, they know that she's going to be upset, but Philadelphia is going to vote Democrat regardless, so they don't care. Again, it's it, this is purely political. This does not solve any problem, and it's very cynical. But I don't think the Democrats are calculating that they're going to lose a single place as a result of this. So in those competitive swing districts in the collar counties of Philadelphia, where you have a lot of wealthy people on the main line and in in, in Montgomery County and Bucks County and some of those places, that's the area that they're hoping this is going to help them. Because to your point, you've got wealthy people living there. They do vote Democrat. But maybe this time around, they weren't happy with the way things are going. And maybe they were going to go back to voting Republican. Maybe that this is this is now the thing I guess the Democrats are banking on will get them to stay with the Democrat Party for at least at least through midterm elections. Right. That's certainly the strategy. And look, who knows? It could work. But the point that I was sort of trying to make earlier is that Republicans right now are seeing a sort of class based realignment where, as we were talking about earlier, Republicans are representing Americans, increasingly Americans that include Hispanic Americans yeah. who didn't go to college. Right. And Democrats are representing upwardly mobile, upper middle class college educated voters. And Republicans so, are representing Republic- a lot of union guys now, blue collar union guys who the Democrat right. Party used to pretend like they were their voters. That's right. And those guys increasingly are looking at what the Democratic Party represents, including with policies like this and going, that is not my party. That is not what represents my interests. So Republicans, even if they might lose some suburban college educated voters as a result of the Biden administration effectively bribing those voters, um, they can lean into this. They can explain how this is class warfare by the rich against the working classes. And that's a good way to solidify, I think, their new working class base across the country. Yeah, the working class base is definitely voting Republican these days. Hey, listen, Nate, thank you very much for your thoughts. We appreciate it. Nate Hockman, ISI fellow at National Review. Thanks again, Nate. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. You got it. Absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it, this is this is a bribe. It's a payoff. It's a way to try to win suburban voters over. I think the Republican argument has to be, listen, nothing is free. This isn't free. You don't get free money. You're going to pay for it one way or the other. That's the argument I think Republicans have to wage. But, yeah, I think this will absolutely further endear blue-collar workers, working-class voters to the Republican Party. You know, Trump won those voters in 2016. He brought them over. And so many union people where I broadcast from in Philadelphia kept saying over and over again, they're voting for Trump. They weren't voting Republican at the time. They were voting for Trump. Well, I think what this does is it solidifies that those working class voters are voting Republican. It'll transcend even just the Trump thing and make it just across the board. The Democrat Party means nothing to them anymore. It doesn't represent them. It doesn't stand for them, period. 833-456-1300. Lee is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Lee, you're on The Guy Benson Show. Rich, I've got another addition to your discussion here, and which is appalling if people don't understand. And I had to replay this twice to make sure I heard Joe Biden correctly on this. Not only is people getting a $10,000 payout uh, on their student loan, he's adding on top of that an additional $10,000 on a Pell Grant. Right. If you have a Pell Grant, you get an additional $10,000, which makes it $20,000. Does anyone understand that a Pell Grant is a, is a free loan from the government? You don't pay it back? So why is someone getting an additional $10,000 on something that they don't pay back? Well, it's a great question. And the only answer I give you is because it's just another way that Joe Biden can bribe those people for votes. It's a really good point, Lee. And thanks for making it. Appreciate it very, very much. 833 833- Four, five, six, thirteen hundred. Yeah, look, I mean, this is going to cost the taxpayers a lot of money. The question, of course, is, is this constitutional? The answer, of course, is no. How do I know that? Because Nancy Pelosi said it. She said the president does not have the authority to do this. I don't know if this was before or after she was serving her husband, Paul. I have no idea. I don't know. And look, to Paul Pelosi's defense, if I was married to Nancy Pelosi, I would drink, too. But it doesn't excuse drinking and driving. But you can understand why the man ties went on every day. Look who his wife is. Understandable. But this is what Nancy Pelosi said regarding all this when she was asked a question of, can the president just unilaterally cancel student loan debt? Can he do it? Take a listen. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would that has to be. An act of Congress. Well, he's doing it. He's doing it. So is Congress going to stop him? Are you going to step up, Madam Speaker, and stop him from doing this? (laughs) No, no. You silly kid, you. Come on. The Biden administration's student loan debt relief plan plan begins with another extension of the student loan repayment pause. Since COVID, people who've been paying student loans have not had to pay their student loans. They've had complete an absolute stoppage of all of that. So now this is going to extend that through December 31st, 2022. Payments will resume in January of 2023, but you're going to get the $10,000 VIG or the $20,000 VIG, depending on what kind that you have. Do I need anything to extend my student loan pause through the end of the year? Nope. The extended pause will occur automatically. And, uh, and this is amazing, too. Pell Grant recipients with loans held by the Department of Education and up to $10,000 in debt cancellation to non-Pell Grant recipients. Borrowers are, borrowers are eligible if their income is less than one twenty-five dollars or two fifty dollars for households. 
That's another little trick there as well. Individual income less than one twenty-five or two hundred fifty thousand dollars for households. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a household is a ton of cash. I mean, that's we're talking about. That's some people's dream right there. And maybe you have one income earner in the house who makes a lot, and the second one makes enough to come up with a two fifty for a household. But they're living a good life. I mean, two fifty a year, you're doing quite well, especially in some parts of the country. You're living like a king. So now we'll just cancel this for them, even though they are in, as you heard Nate say, the 60% of the highest wealth bracket. What are we doing here? If you are a blue-collar person, if you are a person that works for a living, you got to be furious today. I imagine that you are. Now the real question is this. Is this going to backfire on Democrats in the suburbs? Will suburban voters think, no way, this is a scam, and all it's going to do is cost me to pay more in taxes? Will they see through this, or will they go with the bribe? That's the question that we're asking today here on The Guy Benson Show with me, Rich Zioli. Great to have you with us. We're coming right back. Fresh conservative talk. Guy Benson Show. It is a very, very busy day here at Fox News Radio and Fox Nation, the Guy Benson Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for Guy today. A historic day as the president announces a bribe to millions and millions of Americans with his student debt forgiveness. So just a few moments ago, the deuce, Peter Ducey, caught up with the Education Secretary, Miguel Cordona, on the White House uh, lawn just a, just a second ago. Thought it'd be good for you to take a listen to this. Go ahead. Look, this is a good day for America, good day for uh, those who are thinking about higher education in the future, because not only does it provide student loan forgiveness, it also fixes a system that's broken. And to those who are saying it's not fair, look, the, the aim of this is really to address the effects of the pandemic. It's my responsibility to make sure that people aren't coming out of the pandemic worse off than they were at the beginning. But to the to the fairness question, the people that are sitting at home, right. having just paid off their student loans or having paid them off right. years ago, What's in it for them? Right. Well, look, when we address some of the issues that could lead to default uh, payments or default borrowers in the future, that affects everyone. We should be proud that we're able to help Americans that need help right now, just like we help businesses, small businesses during the pandemic. You know, it's about making sure we're taking care of Americans and investing in our economy and in our people. But just to the final one on this, sure. the people that already paid their student loans, right. they don't get anything out of this deal. Right. That's right. Okay. Speaker Pelosi said last year she thought that this was something a president could not do. It would require an act of Congress. So is this legal? Yeah. Look, the HEROES Act, page 637 to be exact, uh, provides access, uh, gives me the authority to uh, provide a waiver to ensure that Americans are not worse off after an emergency, a national emergency, which the pandemic was. And the big focus here is on uh, college and grad school today. We heard Dr. Fauci yesterday talking about Uh, grade school kids. And he said, I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone talking about remote learning. Do you agree with that? Look, we know remote learning doesn't substitute for in-person learning. All right. Well, that's uh, an important point there that Peter Ducey raised about what if you already paid your your student loans? What if you did it? What if you paid your student loans? I do want to come back at some point to the question, though, about damaging kids. Maybe we'll come back to that a little bit later in the show. But what do you you already paid your loans? What what do you get? Nothing. And now we're going to use the the justification for this to go outside of Congress. Remember, Pelosi said president can't just do this unilaterally. It has to be done through Congress. Well, the justification they're using to do this is covid. Covid 
is the justification because we went through a pandemic. Therefore, he's got they, they weren't paying student loans during a pandemic. Nobody has paid student loans in the last two years. So the justification is going to be because of COVID. I'm going to wipe away all the student loan debt. That's what you're using. Come on, man. To quote Joe Biden. Come on, man. Hey, do you want to know where people the, the where they live? Who has all the student loan debt? The number one place where student loan debt takes the highest. Ready? Washington, D.C. The Washington, D.C. area takes the top seat with the average federal student debt per borrower at $55,000. And I can tell you, most of those people live on Capitol Hill and in Georgetown. And they come from affluent families. And they're going to wind up making a lot of money as a lobbyist someday. And they can absolutely afford to pay back their loans. No question about it. Followed by Maryland at $43,000. This is the swamp. Maryland is another part right outside of D.C., that whole swampish area right there where some of the the biggest incomes in in America are right outside of D.C. Lawyers, lobbyists, people that work in government, they don't make a lot of money at first, and then they transition to a to a fund of some sort. They transition to an advocacy organization. They become a lobbyist and they make a boatload of cash. They become political operatives and they make a boatload of cash. They can absolutely afford to pay this back at some period of time. Maybe not right now when they're working as, a, as an aide on Capitol Hill, but that's temporary. And they come from an affluent family, which is why they can afford to be an aide on Capitol Hill, because mom and dad are probably subsidizing them in some way. And they don't have a lot of other debt besides their student loan debt. So this is a payoff to them. Washington, D.C., we're not talking about the poor people that live in Anacostia. We're talking about the rich kids that live on Capitol Hill, the rich kids that live in Georgetown. The kids that live in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and the parents who have students, the parents who live in Chevy Chase, Maryland, one of the highest income areas in the country in the state of Maryland right there. So what do you think? Is this going to help or hurt Democrats going into midterm elections? And how mad are you? Or maybe you're happy about this. Maybe you'll benefit from this. Let me know. 833-456-1300. It's the Guy Benson Show with me, Rich Zioli, coming right back. Conventional talk from a fresh, unconventional conservative. Guy Benson Show. It is the Guy Benson Show. It's me, Rich Zioli from Philadelphia, in with you today on a big historic day as Joe Biden announces a huge political payoff for the upper class of America. That's right. Student loan debt forgiveness. And he's absolutely going to try to win the suburbs with this. That's their political ploy. So the question for you is, do you think it's going to work? How do you feel about this? Do you benefit from this? Does this make you angry? Maybe you paid off your student loans already. Maybe you never went to college. How do you feel about this right now? 833-456-1300. And do you think this is going to help the Democrats? Look, the bottom line is this. Six weeks before we get to early voting in the midterm elections, this is 100% a political bribe, a bribe. In the old days, it was a bag of cash. Today, it's we're just going to wipe off $10,000 of what you owe. 
This targets the wealthiest Americans in the suburbs, in places like suburban Maryland, suburban D.C., and places like suburban Pennsylvania as well. Moms and dads who are paying off their kids' loans for them, and the young couple who just bought a house in the suburbs, and maybe right now they got the student loan debt, and they're going to go, oh, gee, how nice this is. Wow, what a wonderful guy you are, Joe Biden. Gee, thanks for this payoff. So does this help? Does this hurt? James in New Hampshire. James, help or hurt? Yes. Hi. Well, as a state representative who's been elected four times and going on my fifth term, and I have a son who just recently graduated, um, he and I, as you can imagine, don't often see eye to eye on everything. But on this one, we did see eye to eye. We had the discussion not too long ago, uh, earlier this month, on what would happen. And uh, we both agreed that the money would be better spent and the effort would be better spent if Biden and his group up there had put the effort into looking to funnel everything into providing free or reduced cost community college, because that's a long-term solution to a problem. And what he's doing here is a solution to a problem that doesn't exist and is not even a short-term solution. So what when you say this is a problem that doesn't even exist, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that uh, we're not talking about uh, solving debt problems for low-income people. This is actually, right. as, as everybody knows, going to only affect those high-income people who will be able to pay their debts off. Um, we're not talking about people who are only debts in delinquency. Um, this is ridiculously just a ploy to try to buy votes. And instead, he could be solving a real problem, which is providing those who are low income with an avenue to go for a two-year degree at a community college. But you know what? They do that in a lot of places now. They give free college away, and that's going to be the next thing the Democrats do eventually, James, is give everybody free college. At least free community college is something Joe Biden proposed already. They haven't been able to pass it through Congress, but he's proposed it. But I think they're two separate issues. I mean, you could argue the merits of free community college, although I would argue that it's going to make a community college worthless, like a high school degree. If everybody has one, it'll mean it'll be meaningless. Well, if, if everybody suddenly gets free four-year college, that's going to become meaningless as well. Of course. But, absolutely. Uh, then everybody will need a master's degree. Exactly. And part of our discussion was also in the fact that if they're going to put money into the free community college, they also need to put an equal amount of money into trade schools and bring back the trade schools for the plumbers, the electricians, those people who don't want to go to college. Yeah. Well, what about the guy who went to a trade school and then spent $10,000 buying a truck? Does he get a $10,000 check to pay off his plumbing truck? Well, no, they shouldn't be getting any debt relief at all. I agree. My point on this is, is we should be just providing more opportunity for more people to go to the colleges. And what they want decide to do with it is up to them. Yeah. But, I don't know if I agree with you on that point, James. But I, listen, I appreciate the call. And thank you very much. And you have a great day. I just if you if you give free community college to everybody, then that associate's degree is worthless. It's a high school degree because then everybody has it. You give a bachelor's degree for free to everybody, then a bachelor's degree is worthless because everybody has it. So then everybody's going to have to go to, to – and all you're doing is you're giving a gift to higher education. That's all that is. The problem that we got into this problem of high, the high cost of college right now – and believe me, I'm a dad. I have a 7-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 2-year-old, and we are saving as best we possibly can right now. We got into this mess by the government putting money into higher education through the form of student loans. They create an artificial market. Look, imagine this. I got a pizzeria, and I'm charging $2 a slice. The government says, well, we'll take care of the two bucks. Oh, okay, so now I got 20 people waiting for my, my pizzas. I'm going to raise my prices to $10. The government says, fine, here's $10. Go get his pizza. I'll raise my prices to $20. The government says, fine, here's $20. The, there's no incentive for college 
to deal with their costs. No incentive whatsoever for a college or university to control costs because they know no matter how much they raise prices, there's going to be a waiting list to get into that college because the government's going to give you the money to go. And you're not going to think about it like a loan. You're going to think about it like free money. And that's exactly how we got into this mess. No, get the government the hell out of education, actually. That's the answer, if there is an answer at this point. Tim is in Naples, Florida. Tim, go ahead. I think this is horrific. It's the worst policy decision in my lifetime. And this is a socialist measure. They're looking to buy votes and influence over the youth today. And they're just forgiving an obligation, a debt. Why not forgive mortgages next? Don't you think there's a bunch of people out there that own homes that have tremendous balances sure. that are tremendous burdens on their lifestyle? Wouldn't they rather go to the beach and party and have a great time? I put two kids through school. I paid for my own school. I made sacrifices along the way. I am not up for paying for your kids. I'm sorry. Tim, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Lovely Naples, Florida. I got a lot of listeners down there in Naples. I love that place. What a great spot. Uh, yeah, here on The Guy Benson Show, 833-456-1300 if you want to weigh in. Does this help the Democrats? Does it hurt the Democrats? Are you happy about this? Or are you upset about this? How do you feel about this today? And, you know, to the last caller's point, yeah, a lot of people have mortgage debt. Car payments. What about car payments? Maybe if you pay off everybody's car payments, then they'll go out and buy another car. You help the automotive industry. This is a gift to academia. And the Democrat Party today is the party of academia. It's not the party of the working man. It's the party of the faculty lounge. You know who said that? James Carville said that. This is the party of the faculty lounge. And this is a gift to academia. And what's going to happen is more people are going to probably go to college as a result of this. So then the colleges can hire more professors and build bigger dorm rooms and uh, more gyms and everything else. When I was at the University of Maryland, when I went to college, my senior year, they built this beautiful athletic center with a gigantic Olympic pool, an outdoor snack bar, and everything else. Do we need that? Of course we didn't need it. Was it nice to have? Sure. But if you don't care about how much you're charging students because you know they're going to come with Uncle Sam's check in hand, you can spend the money building the most beautiful facilities and new stadiums and state-of-the-art dorms and everything else. And that's exactly what these colleges are doing because unlike a business – They don't have to worry about cutting costs because there's always going to be a marketplace that delivers consumers. And that marketplace is an inflated artificial one created exactly by government, putting money into the system. Casey's in Long Island. Casey, what's going on? I am furious. I feel like punching the wall if I don't punch a Democrat first. This is an abomination. I put my wife and I put three kids through college. We paid for everything. We neglected home improvements. We neglected vacations. We neglected other purchases. And this guy is just giving money away. This is a socialist program. This is infuriating. Yeah, Casey, I think a lot of people feel exactly how you feel today. The question is, is it going to help or hurt the Democrats, you think, in the midterm elections? And I got to tell you something, if this doesn't galvanize the Republican Party, if this doesn't galvanize, I mean, the Republican voters to come out in six weeks or eight weeks, then the Americans deserve what they get. Yeah, well said. Thanks for the call, Casey. Appreciate it very, very much. Lori's in Indianapolis. Lori, you're on The Guy Benson Show with me, Rich Zioli. How are you? I'm great. I just paid off my student loan, so not so great. Oh, man, your timing stinks, Lori. It does. I worked during the pandemic and paid off my loans, bang, 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 so I wouldn't have interest because I was unsubsidized. It was a master's program. 
I do make a good living and I did the right thing. I paid off my loans and I get nothing now. So even though you just paid them off, can you write to the government and go, hey, listen, I just paid it off recently. So can I still get the 10 grand? You think that that'll work? I don't think it'll work. No, no, no. Considering an attorney, I think a class action lawsuit would be a great idea. Yeah, you know what? I think there are a lot of Americans today who are feeling exactly like you're feeling in that sense of like, hey, man, what about me? I worked. I did what I had to do. I paid my loans off. I just missed the cutoff. So how come I can't qualify for this? Absolutely. My parents were Democrats. These are not my parents' Democrats. These are socialists. Yeah, well said, Lori. Thanks for the call. Brian's in Florida. Brian, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know we really need to stop crying about this. I mean, they are trying to help some people out there. But what is the basis of this, and how are they going about it? I mean, Nancy Pelosi herself said that the president don't have the power and all that. But guess what Congress does? Congress has the power, and they're pushing it through. He's been on vacation. He ain't even in there. And I think that we need to look into our is the government buying off this loan and then making it a cheaper debt, kind of like the debt consolidation, and they're giving away – you know, some money that's not even there. They just bought the debt from the colleges. What's actually going on there? You're all over the place, man. You say we shouldn't be crying about it, but you're not okay with it. Why shouldn't we be crying about it? Then it's going to cost taxpayers at least $300 billion, maybe more. Well, why should we cry about it and and not look into it? Everybody this last few years and everything is talking about their feelings and their feelings. And let's go down there and, and see why they did this and stop it. Well, I don't know if anyone's actually physically crying. I don't know if there's actual tears or not. I think people are very outraged by this, and I think they're angry about it. Are they allowed to be angry by it? Yeah, they're outraged. Okay, so just no tears, no actual tears, and you're good with that. Man, I I just think that we're all going about this the wrong way, and we're getting too worked up. Well, how should – okay, so how should we go about this then? You agree this is a bad idea. You agree that Congress – only Congress has the authority to do this, not the president. But you don't want us to get worked up over it. No, we shouldn't get worked up over it because we got to vote. I mean, for one thing. And we well, isn't that get getting worked, worked up? up? You go out and you vote. You get worked up. You get fired up. You get people to vote. Isn't that getting worked up? No, you get worked up and you do your research and you go out and you tell uh, people that don't know what's going on exactly the problems that right, we so do So we should have. get worked up. You don't use your feelings so much with this. That's what we need to do. Okay. All right. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate the call. Uh, Mike's in North Carolina. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, personally, yeah, I think this is a terrible idea. I mean, we're taking the uh, upper class earners of America and dropping, you know, ten to twenty thousand dollars of their debt. But then again, this is a double edged sword for me. You know, personally, I carry about twenty five thousand dollars worth of student loans, and I'm going to get twenty thousand of that erased. Does that equate for a vote for a Democrat? No, I would never vote for a Democrat. But I will take their twenty thousand dollars and vote for a Republican. Let me ask you, though, Mike, you're, you, you take the money because it helps you personally. But do you really think it's free money or do you think you're going to be paying this in, in, in taxes down the road? Uh, there's no such thing as free. There's no such thing as a free kitten or a free puppy or a free anything else. <laughs> Actually, I think you might get a free kitten, but that's about it. Mike, thank you for the call in North Carolina to the Guy Benson Show. Appreciate it very much. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Guy. Your thoughts on this. Let me hear from you, 833-456-1300. Does it help you and does it help the Democrats? Don't go away. The Guy Benson Show. More next.
You know, maybe you have your degree in adventure education from Plymouth State University, where example courses include rock climbing fundamentals and canoe paddling fundamentals. Well, guess what? You just spent, what, $140,000 for a completely useless degree, and at least now the government's going to give you $10,000 off that completely useless degree. Or maybe you had a degree in auctioneering from Central Pennsylvania's Community College. Well, you might, you might, you know, I mean, look, an auctioneer is a big deal. That's probably a job you're actually going to make some money in. So I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. But maybe you have a degree in, I don't know, costume technology from DePaul University, drawing for designers. You can get a job as a costume technologist. And then you have all the student loan debt. And you go, oh, this stinks. I can't, I'm not, and that, well, guess what? $10,000 coming right off the books there. But is that my problem that you have a degree that's useless and worthless and that you can't make any money? Is that my problem? Maybe eco-gastronomy. That sounds quite fancy, does it not? Eco-gastronomy. Example courses include sustainable and organic food production, nutrition and health and well-being. Listen, you get a good job at Whole Foods with that degree. I'm just saying. A very, very good job at Whole Foods. So, you know, there's that. Alyssa's in Knoxville, Tennessee. Alyssa, go ahead. Hi. Yeah. So I guess I have a little bit of an alternate view to what you've been hearing. My husband and I both... Went to a liberal arts college. I do now, looking back, think that's a little bit of a scam. But at the same time, we were 18 years old, and they convinced us to take out $5,000 a semester in student loans, in addition to my parents paying $2,000 a semester. And so, you know, if they want to make college more affordable, and, you know, maybe actually treat, you know, now that they're actually going to treat 18-year-olds year olds a little bit differently when it comes to taking out student loans and being a little more cautious with it, I'm for the free money. It benefits me. When we, my husband and I both got out of college, I made $13 an hour with a business degree, which is a useful degree. Last year, I made $100,000, um, and my husband, you know, he makes about seventy five. But now, but at the time, we both, you know, we started. I so how much student loan debt do you have? I have 50. You make You guys make a combined income of $175,000 a year, and mm-hmm. you have $50,000 well, in now, recent. In right, the last right, right. Years, yes. So you, all right. So you owe fifty thousand dollars in loans. Why, why should I, as a taxpayer, have to pay off your loans? Now I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying that, but I'm also paying for stimulus checks that I didn't receive. So, yeah, but no, no. Taxes, let's focus on so. this though. Why should I, as a taxpayer, you and your husband make a lot of money? It's one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. A lot of money. Do you agree? But we, but we. I mean, we just came into this money. Okay, but you're making. Let's just focus. You're making one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year. See, the whole point is, you go to college, you get a degree. Eventually, you make a lot of money. That's the whole point. And you guys are at that point now. So why should I have to pay off your student loans? Well, in my opinion, I pay twenty-five thousand dollars in taxes every year. I'm paying off my own student loans. Well, then why don't you just pay off your own student loan? Would you? Should you pay off my mortgage? No, I wouldn't pay off your mortgage. Well, why? Why not? Why shouldn't you pay off my mortgage? Income earner taxpayer. But Alyssa, why shouldn't you pay off my mortgage? I got a car. I got a car loan for thirteen thousand dollars. Will you pay that off for me? I understand what you're saying, and I, I'm not saying that I disagree. We, I also have a car loan, but I'm, I am saying no. But that why? Why should I have to pay your student loans, but you won't pay my car bill? Because you didn't buy this car when you were an 18, 17, 18 year old kid. How do you know that they told you? Well, then you're really bad with money. Maybe I am. So why don't you pay off my student, my my car debt, so that I can be good with money? I mean, I'm not saying that we should forgive everything. I'm saying I will take the free money. The Democrats didn't earn. Do you do you honestly think the? But let me ask you. You sound like a smart person. Do you really think this money's free? It's not free. Okay. You know I. I'm gonna so take who's it paying for, for it, sure. Alyssa? Who's paying for it? 
I mean, we are the taxpayers, but, right? You know, I pay my fair share in taxes. I feel like so. I'm. Okay you think you're going to pay more in taxes as a result of this, or less? I'm in Tennessee. We don't have state income tax. We're going to. This the is federal, though. Here, this so. is not state. This is federal. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I, so, I mean, do you think, think you're going to pay more in federal taxes or less as a result of this? I think I'll probably pay in my income bracket. I'll probably pay about the same as what I believe. So you don't you don't think well, this is going to cost the taxpayers anywhere from three hundred to nine hundred billion dollars? You don't think it's going to have any effect on your taxes at some point? I mean, we'll find out for well, sure. We'll find out, Alyssa. Thank you for the call, Barb in Wayne, Pennsylvania. Barb, go ahead. Rich, I listen to you every morning, and I had to call in because you know what? I have two kids that are currently in college with debts, and my question is, what's going to happen? Now that they're not completely done, but they're committed, should they just keep taking out more loans because it's going to be forgiven? And what happens going forward? I mean, what if my kids hadn't started, but what if they're graduating this year? Barb, I got to run. Listen, listen, hang on. I want to take your call. Don't go away, Barb. It's a Guy Benson show. Talking about the issues you care about. Guy Benson. Oh, I'm so excited. So excited. It is the Guy Benson Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Guy today. And to my right, a man who is an absolute legend in my house. Truly. I mean, you really are. You live in a car, though. It's well, it's a, it's, but it's a mobile car. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, the host of Fox Across America, every day from 12 to 3, right here on Fox News Radio. Boom! Hey, girl. What's up, girl? How are you? Uh, better now. It's always nice to see you. You uh, look very handsome. You know what, man? I have a lot of makeup on right now, and I always point out to people yeah. that I just did TV because I don't want them to think I'm trying too hard in our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> just show up with three inches of cake on. By the way, and if you do believe I look handsome, fine, but you know who doesn't believe I look handsome? The makeup artist. One of the worst things about doing television yeah. is you can tell how you look based on their energy. You have not looked at yourself introspectively till you've sat down in a chair and heard a gay man go, <sighs> And just look at your face. <laughs> you're like, all right, I'll stop eating. Okay, I'll, I'll hydrate. I'll use some moisturizer. Just you can level with me. It's but, all shadows nowadays, right? Yeah. You hide the double chin with the shadow. That's what my makeup artist tells me yes. all the time. No, you match. What I do is I match the eyes to the sport coat. It's an old optical illusion. As a fat guy, it contours your face. If your eyes match the color you're wearing, it actually shrinks your your on TV. Yeah. Is that why you have the pocket square? Yeah. <laughs> wearing good blue everything. <laughs> you name it. Everything I could. I came in with a comforter, blue eye, all of it. You name it. Blue man group. Uh, listen, you got a. Uh, some community college credits mm. under your belt, right? Mm. Is that, or do you have a degree? Is it official degree from community I college? Actually, this is the funniest thing. I do have a degree in communications. You do? Yes. And, and you know, in community college, it's a little different. Obviously, you get it in a parking lot. You know, you communicate <laughs> in a parking lot. Hey, you got an eight ball, you got a gram. You know, that's what you communicate on. Uh, but I do. I have those uh, credits. I have an associate's. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I know nobody likes to show off, but yes, Nassau community. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm impressed. Uh, I think I speak for all of us. Uh, so today, Biden announced in this rambling message we're going to play right now. See if you can decipher this for me, Jimmy Fallon, if you could. Go ahead. And I remember my senior year, I got into uh, one of the little liveys, and I got into a number of schools, and mm-hmm. we're trying to get the money, even with financial assistance, to be able to go there. We had four kids, all of, uh, all of us wanting to go to school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember going down after a baseball game. I went, went to a really good school up in Claymont, Delaware, <laughs> on the good. Pennsylvania border. 
And uh, I drove down to Newark, Delaware, where my dad worked at an automobile agency. What's happening? And I walked in, and I had my spikes. And because the reason I was going down, when your dad works in an automobile <laughs> agency, the great advantage, you get a new car to go to the prom. Or a oh. good used car. You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. Well, are you? And so I went down to my options. 51 Plymouth uh, with uh, beach towels for seat covers. And uh, I had my uniform on, my spikes off. I ran in, and the woman whose name was Mary, who ran the place, I said, Mary, where's Dad? She said, he's out in the lane going into the, in the repair shop. Give him my word, true story. <laughs> Why would he make that up? <laughs> true story, not, not, not joking. We're in a really precarious spot as a country in that, you know, everyone's had to take away Grandpa's car keys talk. We have to take away his nuclear codes. Like, how do you have that talk with Grandpa? Grandpa, do you ever notice when you open your mouth, since we're speaking in car terms, there's just no alignment? Like, you just don't know where this effing thing's going to go. It's amazing. And what's in the trunk? His uh, senility, I think, is in the trunk, right? <laughs> but did you hear that? Because he's like, uh, you get a new car for the prom or used. Yeah, I'm used, not kidding. Used. Yeah, we I'm pulled not kidding. up with uh, beach towels as car covers. I mean, it's amazing. It's fascinating. It's sad. It's so many different things. And then Mary. Mary's there. Mary's, hey, Mary. And, you know. I mean, I know we just ended Britney's conservatorship, but we need a new one. Yeah. We I think it's a, a very, one. very good strategy. Who was in charge of Britney? Can we get her to take over the presidency? So everybody now, we're waiting to hear the president announce his student loan plan. He's babbling about cars and claim on Delaware. And then he finally <laughs> announces this, which we all knew he was going to do. It's like at some point they went, hey, 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 script. Get back on the script. <laughs> or maybe they prod him like goat boy. I don't know. I'm not do quite you, sure. But do you think they have? Because I always say, like, oh, he must be wearing a shock collar. But you'd yeah. see that. You'd hear a visceral, re- a visceral reaction. They might have a squirt gun. Like when, you, when you're training a cat, like, no. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But the point is, that was horrifying. <laughs> that was horrifying. I'm not happy about this. And then he finally got around to the student loan debt repayment, so $10,000 or maybe $20,000. How do you feel about this as a guy who went to community college? I mean, it's uh, well, first of all, obviously, I don't have a dog in this fight. I had to give a guy <laughs> named Spider a bag of weed to get in, as you know. I mean, people think I'm kidding. Like, Nassau Community, we're having our 20-year reunion this year at Rikers Island, you know? That's going to be like nice. Me, Ice Pick, you know, guys like that. Uh, no, it's a scam. It's a, everyone knows what it is. When you look at how his poll numbers have plunged with young voters, you realize it's not student loan forgiveness. It's just bad poll forgiveness. He's just trying to rehabilitate his poll numbers with a key constituency. Other key constituency he's hemorrhaging voters in? Minorities. So what was the actual racist thing he said? Well, blacks and Latinos don't own homes yeah. that they can leverage their student loans to pay off. First of all, let me just jump in. How many people do you know that do own a home when they're going to college, Oh, let alone when they're coming out right away? Not a lot of people in areas where I live, but basically what is the condescending attitude towards blacks and Latinos? Well, you people don't own homes. Yeah. That's disgusting. And you probably never will. Yeah. <laughs> but And, and $10,000 is going to be the difference, by the way. So, you know, if I gave you a bag of cash, ten grand, and I said, hey, Jimmy, I want your vote. That'd be a bribe. I'd go to jail for this. Yes. And I'd be a Rikers Island with your, with your, you know, your high school <laughs> With prom. the dean of admission. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the president gives it to millions and millions of people, and, and somehow this is not a bribe? This sure is, sounds like a bribe to me. It's whatever the legal guidelines are here, okay? The best way I can oversimplify this, okay? Imagine this is what they're doing to the taxpayers, okay? The people who obviously took out these loans aren't going to pay them, but the people who didn't are. I know we've mm-hmm. all said this. This is like you getting a bill in the mail from Applebee's for a meal you didn't eat. 
You know, and they're not even throwing in a chicken finger. They're just saying, hey, you got to chip in because Bob went to Applebee's on May 19th. You owe money for Bob's Applebee's meal, and you're now paying it. That's the best way I could simplify it. But what makes it more infuriating is in this instance, the loan you're bailing out is a person who's now a waitress at Applebee's because they paid for that freaking stupid degree that they weren't ever going to use. Yeah. That's the scam. The scam is that college charges too much. There's never commensurate jobs to go with the degrees, as you know. And rather than holding them accountable, they're just passing the bill to us. What is this ultimately going to do? It's going to allow colleges to keep raising tuition, and we get the bill. We get the bill. And if you're a puppeteering major, which is an actual major. Is that true? Yeah, it is, and you can actually make money, I guess, being a puppeteer. <laughs> now, do you have to – let me ask you this. Yeah. So does that mean the famous Metallica song is about a guy who got his master's <laughs> in puppeteering? Yeah, now we're paying off his loans. <laughs> the master of the puppets. <laughs> master of the puppets. The guy owes like 200000 Now it's – that's why they're on tour. They're still trying to pay for that puppet master's? I had no idea. I don't know my French art history degree. That's, that's really helping me out a lot in life. <laughs> did you really get one of them? No, I oh. did not. Believe me, please. <laughs> I was, like, I I, I was trying to get a girl by you know, taking the first class, and I went, okay, I'm out. That's wanna, enough of that. Do you want a great story? Uh, at Nassau Community College, because this is the kind of high-minded education they have, I took a class called History of Rap Music. There you go. And happened to be sitting in the classroom when they showed the OJ verdict live. No one was rooting harder for him to get found not guilty than me. Because I literally was the only white kid within 12 miles of Nassau Community College. And I got caught over-celebrating when they found him not guilty. Like, I was clearly, like, conscious of my status in the room. I was like, yeah! I knew the white man set him up! You know, I went way too far. That glove don't fit! You quit! <laughs> you damn right you we do! We got it! I celebrated way too hard. Me and my girl Paris Boreas, who might be listening. She's a big Fox fan. Is she really? Yeah, Paris, text us if you're listening. Will hey, you girl. please? There you go. Don't act like you don't still talk to Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, now, did you drive a cab? Because I—that's a rumor going around here at Fox. People News. say it. It's kind of big. No, stop. A, come it. on, is that you a know thing? No, I did. I, I have to work it into every hit. How do these working class people who drive cabs for a living feel about this today? Oh, people really are infuriated. Yeah. Like I don't think they understand. Like Dana Perino did a good job of articulating this yesterday on the Five. He thinks this is going to give him a pull bounce, but this isn't a political issue. It's such a simple right and wrong issue when you boil it down. Okay, Miguel Cardona's ed- education secretary. He was just talking to Ducey, and he made it about COVID. He's like, well, right. it's our job to make sure COVID doesn't. Yeah, they didn't take these loans out because of COVID. They didn't take these loans out during COVID because school was closed. But do you see how they keep passing stuff and then changing the meaning of what they pass, like we always say with inflation? The minute it was over, they're like, well, the climate. And yeah. I'm like, but, but it was called inflation. If the climate mattered, you would have called the bill climate. No, you called it inflation. Same scam. Student debt forgiveness. They're not forgiving the debt. The college wants their money. If the college didn't want their money, they've forgiven the debt. This is not forgiven. Jimmy Fela, uh, f- uh, Bob, Bob, hang on. Jimmy, wait a second now. Are you telling me that they play word games? Are you telling me that these people embrace in word speak? Listen, Come on. As a person with the capacity for pregnancy, I don't like the direction you're going in with this conversation. Are you menstruating right now? Because I think you might be. Diet. Oh, it's never been a more insane time to be alive. This is the dumbest time. This is the dumbest time there's ever been. If you and I dated and I got you pregnant, I'd be the first one to apologize for that. I'm just saying. Oh, you're, you're that kind of guy. I mean, yeah, that's the kind of guy I am. I'm a stand-up guy. I would do the right thing if I got you pregnant, Jimmy. I'm just saying. I'd do the right thing. Uh, what, uh, you know, Biden comes out today and he rambles on about this. And then all, all I keep thinking about is, yeah, Dana's point is valid. It's not going to give him a bump. But in the suburbs where you got a lot of rich kids who live at mom and dad and mom and dad, you know, they're in the basement and they can't uh-huh. get a job. I think mom and dad today are probably going to like this. On some level. But here's the thing. If you give the young kid, that's where his poll numbers are sagging, you give them $10,000, they're going out. 
They're yeah, not going no, voting. You can't give them the money. Yeah, they're you got to just out. wipe it off the books. Yeah, and so they're, what? they're buying drugs with the yeah, money. If you give so them right money. away, this is yeah. going to increase the level of fentanyl overdose deaths and everything in between. Way to go, Biden. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Hey, speaking of spoiled rich kids, I heard you had some comments about Meghan Markle yesterday. Oh, man. Meghan Markle is such a tone deaf idiot. It's the best way I could describe it. She's a tone deaf idiot. You've married into royalty. Okay, Prince Harry at this point is not a real royal. He's like a Kansas City royal. You know what I mean? <laughs> the only way he gets to wear the crown is if he has a birthday at Burger King. Like, all right, he's so fine. But she's still married it's into It's like that. cosplay. Yeah, Like yeah. royal cosplay. Exactly what it is. Okay, and uh, like she married into the most heightened level of prosperity there is on this planet, which is the British royal family. And I don't, listen, begrudge them now. I think it's wonderful. Let them be. Okay, God save the queen. Okay, but the fact that she's still, this many years later, isn't actually getting the hint that nobody gives a flying about what she has to say in terms of the struggles of being Meghan Markle. <laughs> Again, as I told Kennedy, you have a string quartet that serenades you on the potty. Like your life would, oh, you don't understand. The other day I only got an eight-handed massage. It was so difficult. One guy couldn't make it. There was traffic. And everybody else is like, literally, we're living in the golden age of OnlyFans. Everybody else is like selling naked pictures of their body. Every time you open up like the New York Post, they're like, this mother of three is making 90 grand on OnlyFans. <laughs> and then some other mother of three goes on. And I, I hear there's good pictures on the site. But the point is. You, not that you've ever been. I actually haven't, but you'd be pretty proud of me. Uh, really? Is yeah, that because of Fox News blockers that, that you can't get there? <laughs> You can't well, yeah, get there from one. here? Is that but, why? But stick with me. Everyone is like starving. Everything's bad. 65% of the country is living paycheck to paycheck. Nobody wants to hear about how hard it is to be a princess or a duchess or anything else that involves you doing an interview with Oprah in the backyard of a $30 million Gail King getaway house. <laughs> Not even the main house. It was the getaway house. They were the Gail King interview. Remember when she got interviewed by Oprah? Yeah. And they're in Gail King's backyard, and they're talking about how oppressed black women are. Okay, in the backyard of a $30 million second home. Yeah, when is your ship going to sail in, ladies? I mean, really, if only you could catch a break. God, I hate her. Like, I actually, like, I, she's just a sociopath. I don't hate her, hate her. I don't care, but she's a sociopath. I think you hate her, hate her, actually. And I think what you're jealous of is that when they feed her grapes, actually somebody catches the seeds when she spits them out. <laughs> you know they do. That's the thing. There's a royal seed catcher. She's like, no one ever talks about how hard it is. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are so rich, they use people as furniture. They have people. They actually sit on them. They go. They sit on people who have to be on like all fours and they like have a drink and watch TV together. And they want you to feel bad for them. No, it's infuriating. I hate them because you know, one hundred years ago, well, not one hundred, but eighteen twelve. Uh, on this date, uh -huh. they burned down the White House. They will not. Yeah, that's this true. is the date. Now, when you say they, is that an individual person? I mean, or is that the, the British? <laughs> and I will not forgive and forget. I'm sorry, Jimmy Fallon. I will not forgive and forget. I hold the grudge. No, I think you're well within your rights. They think they paid us off by giving us the office and letting us bastardize it as an American comedy. Yeah. But you're right. A lot of us didn't sign for that either. Right. No, I agree. Which one's better, by the way, lousy. the American version or the British version? Uh, most people who live here think the American. You yeah. know, most people who fancy themselves like comedy snobs say the British because it sounds cooler. <laughs> but most of what goes on with the British accent is crap. That is polished up because of the accent. There's like three guys that are smart British guys. Like Douglas Murray, who's here at Fox, is adorable, yeah. and he's brilliant. Okay? But most British guys, if you gave them my accent, you're like, who's this soccer hooligan idiot? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> they don't know anything. But they talk like they the do. The accent just raises the bar. Oh, it's huge. It's I like mean, putting on a pair of glasses for your mouth. <laughs>
you know, it makes you think, oh, this guy's academic. This guy knows so things. Smart. Yeah, I'm not Look falling at for that. What's coming up for Jimmy Fallon? What do we got? Oh, uh, I am on uh, Fox Business tonight. Oh, tonight. Nice. Tonight. I don't mean to brag, but I will be on uh, TV again tomorrow at 4.45 a.m. on uh, Fox and Friends Forced. Oh, I'm talking to Todd Pyro today at uh, I love 5 Todd, o'clock. Very pro Pyro. And then uh, tomorrow after my show, I'm flying off to Reno to do some stand-up this Reno. weekend. Hey, girl. Me Look and Reno. Uh, no chaperones. When I leave the house, like Jenny doesn't care. It's an Amish rum springer. You know, they let the Amish kid leave the farm and try electricity and stuff for three days. Same deal with Jenny. I can't bring home a baby or any type of weird disease. Not something she hasn't treated in the past. That's all. That's all she asks. She's a good egg. Wow, you did get very, very lucky. Uh-huh. Jimmy Fallon, host of Fox Across America, every day from 12 to 3, right here in Fox News Radio. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, as always. We'll always have this. You're we'll always best. have this forever together. We'll be right back. Fresh conservative talk. Guy Benson Show. Yeah, so we got a little exchange at the White House that makes me happy. The deuce, Peter Ducey going after the Femba, Karine Jean-Pierre. I'm excited about this. I always love to hear this. This is good here on the Guy Benson Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for Guy. So Peter Ducey confronting the White House press secretary about the fact that, hey, look, somebody's got to pay this, right? I mean, somebody's got to do this. Here, take a listen. Who is paying for this? What we are saying is the the work that this administration has done, the work that the Democrats in Congress has done, is actually there. And you see that the $1.7 trillion uh, deficit, in deficit uh, deduction that you see is, is going to benefit us in being able to do something for the middle class, to do something just... for the middle class. But when you this is about doing something for people who make less than $125,000. $1.7 trillion. That's what we've been able to do. But when you forgive debt, you're not just disappearing debt. So but, who is paying for but, this? And then I'll give you the second part. We lifted the pause, right? We're going to lift the pause uh, at the end of this year, which is going to matter, right? Which is going to offset uh, a lot of what, what we're doing as well. Uh, when you think about the, the $4 billion that are going, that's going to go back uh, yeah, into, she's the worst. As, as revenue back into the uh, this process of folks, Yeah, they're trying uh, to feed her the answer, and it's, it's, it's buffering. That's what happens sometimes. Her programming is not updated. The software is not updated. They have to give her a patch, you know, Christine. That's the problem. So until they do that, she's, well, we, uh, you know, as you know, the pause, and then there was COVID, and people got sick, and then they had, and then this guy, and then there was a, a thing, and then they had, and then it was 4th of July, and there was a picnic, and they had fireworks, and so, you know, you go, wait, because uh, they're just, Kareen, 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 give her the information. What is she talking about? I mean, this is the thing. Who's paying for it? Well, you know, we did a pause and there was a repayment pause. And then they, uh, you know what? Hey, now, listen, Daniel, you paid your loans. I did. Even though there was yeah. a pause. I, I've been paying them the whole time and I still have some left. So I'll benefit from this. But I don't, you know, I don't, you don't feel it. good about it. I don't feel good about well, it. Take the money, but you feel dirty. Absolutely. Let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christine. I'm not happy right now because I just finished paying off my loans. You just paid off just your loans. Just finished. So now I want a $10,000 credit. Well, you should get a credit. We all should get a credit. I want debt repayment equity. Everybody gets your choice of $10,000 to pay off. What do you think? I mean, You pick. Yeah. Debt repayment equity. I'm going to pick my mortgage. Just knock ten grand off it right there. All right? What do you want to pick? That's a credit I, card I debt? Would, yeah. Well, no, I, I don't. I want a nicer car. So okay. why don't we upgrade that? Well, I think you should. You should be able to. You pick the debt 
the government will pay the 10 grand, whatever it is. Maybe you spend too much on fried chicken or whatever Jimmy was talking about with uh, Applebee's. You went to Applebee's too much and, you know, they got big credit card bills. We'll take care of it for you. Uh, Very, very excited. Todd Pyro is going to be my guest next. Straight ahead. Don't go away. It's 5 o'clock in the most powerful city in the world, Washington, D.C. It's time for the Guy Benson Show Happy Hour, sponsored by the Finnish Long Drink. Finland's most popular alcoholic beverage has come to America. Visit thelongdrink.com. And now, here's your host, Guy Benson. Yes, it is the Guy Benson Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD in Philadelphia, where I host the morning show. Great to be with you this afternoon, and I am super excited because I'm a big fan of this guy because I watch him every single morning because I'm up at 4 a.m. every day. Todd Pyro is co-host of Fox & Friends First, the king of early morning weekday talk. Todd, good morning, and thank you for joining me here this today on the Guy Benson Show. I appreciate it. You really need to tamp down your excitement for me. Literally no one on this planet is that excited for me, including my wife, my kids, <laughs> my mom, my dad. Really, it is unjustified. It's just me. You're just, just wrong me. because you and Carly keep me entertained at 4 a.m. And I'm like, thank God there's people besides me who are up right now. It's a wonderful feeling. Now, here's my question for you. As you know, my former co-anchor and dear close friend is let's call her what she is, Philadelphia's favorite daughter, Jillian Neely. And as you remember, during uh, her time on the program, I used to attack all Philadelphia sports teams. Yet nevertheless, you still like me? Well, it's more of a question of I really liked her a lot. And so, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I will give you a pass for that. It's okay because uh, who do you root for again? I mean, I root for the worst teams in sports. Right. Well, at this point, I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, I have to, I have to fall on my sword on this. I mean, let's face it: the Yankees are basically the Republicans in the primary season. Um, you, you know, the Yankees couldn't lose April, May, and June. Like the best team in baseball, they're literally engraving the World Series trophy. Much like they were handing the House and Senate to Republicans. Now, all of a sudden, the Yankees are horrible, and Republicans are just like, uh oh. We, we, we better. We need to campaign. We need to uh, stop talking about abortion. We need to focus on like the issues that everybody really cares about, like the economy. And somehow the Democrats are co-opting our message. You like how I did that tie-in there of like, you know, <laughs> uh, but for football, unfortunately, I don't have a football team anymore. Uh, I work for the Giants. Oh, and my hockey teams are Devils, but your Flyers are horrible too. So, uh, and basketball, I, you know, ironically, like I'm pretty close with the people that uh, an executive at that own for the people that own the Devils and the Sixers together. So I actually don't mind the Sixers. I kind of pull for the Sixers every now and again, but but there you have it. Oh well, that's nice of you to do. And I mean, look, you talk about Philly on your show. You did it this morning. You talked about uh, our useless, corrupt district attorney Larry Krasner, who, by the way, is not a prosecutor in the Philly. 
Philly cops tell me all the time, never call him a prosecutor. He's a defense attorney, Larry Krasner. And he's no different from the guy in New York, Bragg. There's no different from the guy that they just booted out of San Francisco. It's that same progressive mindset. And you pointed out this morning on the show, you had three Pennsylvania representatives on who were all trying to get rid of Krasner through the state legislature in Harrisburg. Well, today he decided to come out and announce he will not comply with their subpoena. Todd Pyro, come on. You're a legal mind. How does this guy not comply with their subpoena? Well, when I saw it, my reaction was less legal and more political slash duh in the sense that what laws has this guy complied with when he's been the DA? You think he's going to comply with this perfectly legit subpoena? Obviously, this gentleman has no regard for our law, our legal system, the way it works. So why would he? comply with a a completely legit subpoena from the Pennsylvania state legislature. It just shows he's going to do what he wants to do regardless of what he is supposed to do and what he's legally obligated to do, whether it's in his job or whether it's in this context. And that further underscores the need to eliminate him because to your cop detective friends, they're right. And that's the problem. This role district attorney, you represent the people that don't have a voice. You do not represent the criminals. Yet this is what this individual is doing. And if he wants to do that, he's perfectly fine to do that in the public defender's office. That's why that office exists. But when you are a DA, you are legally obligated. You are put in that role to defend the rights of the victims. And when you act the way he does, the way Alvin Bragg does, the way George Gascon does, the way all these woke DAs throughout our nation do, it's spitting in the face of the victims. Yeah, well said, Todd. And you know because you started the day for so many people, and I do on the radio in Philly, you want to try to be a little bit chipper. So I come on the air at 6. You want to try to be a little bit bright and sunny, but we immediately go to the news, and this morning it was seven people shot in the course of 71 minutes, and uh, a guy shot when he was trying to steal a catalytic converter from a car. I mean, this is night after night where people are driving into work or at least listening from home on their smart speaker, and they're hearing stories about just this absolute out-of-control homicide rate in Philadelphia every single day, and you almost don't want to talk about it anymore because it's so damn depressing to start your day that way, but you have to because it's what's happening. We're losing our cities. And, I mean, we could focus on Philly right now. Um, I haven't been to Philly City Center proper or the stadiums in five well, years. Well, to be clear, frankly. nobody wants you anywhere near the stadiums with thank that you, attitude you have you. about our teams. Uh, well, beautiful, beautiful. You stay but far away, my friend. Sure. All joking aside, like, Citizens Bank, I think it's still called that, where the Phillies play, great place to watch a baseball game. Totally accessible, in my opinion. Great food. Uh, just a real easy view. It's easy to get to the stadium. I'm not going there. I mean, that's about an hour and a half from where I am. My family is at the shore. Uh, my sister-in-law is in the Philly area. We always have these great plans to, like, go to games. But then we're like, oh, wait, we'd have to take our – the babies, more or less, the kids into into Philly, and we're not doing that. My sister-in-law, I think she goes into the office maybe once a week, uh, you know, gets in, gets out. My brother-in-law doesn't go into the office at all, and, and that that's comforting to me because 
they're out in the nice suburbs. Nothing's going to happen to them. But if they have to go into the city of Philly, I worry for them. I worry for me going into the city of New York. I get in in the morning. Our doors are locked because I get a driver because, like you said, I'm a very important person with many <laughs> leather-bound books. Um, but on the way out, I mean, my head's on a swivel. I got to be honest. Uh, I go to uh, Grand Central. And I am so thankful when I see the guys with the long guns. And when I get on the train, I just take a deep breath and be like, head on a swivel. If something goes down, you got to be ready to fight. I'm not taking my kids on the weekends there. We're not going to restaurants in the city. And then, you know, D.C., another city that's seeing – I mean, all cities are seeing horrible stuff. I lived in L.A. I don't know if I could live in the neighborhoods that I lived in in L.A., which I thought were awesome. So, I mean, take a city other than the ones in Florida – and it's bad news bears all around, and that's horrible because, you know, even if you're not a city person, you should have the opportunity to go into the city for the food, the culture, the sports, all that stuff. Now, juice isn't worth the squeeze. I'm going to sit here on my, you know, lot of acreage here in Connecticut and stare at the trees, and it may be boring, but you know what? I'm not going to die. But have you ever been to San Diego? Uh, it's, I believe uh, the ancient people uh, named it San Diego because it actually refers to it. Oh, I can't say that on air. can't say that. I'm not going to say it. You can say it. It's, uh, if you're filling out, I just don't want to get fired. Yeah, no, I'm a, uh, I'm a filling host. I can do whatever the hell I want. What are they going to do? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Todd Pyro's right. here with me. It's great to have him here on the show, on the Guy Benson Show today. Of course, you can watch him every morning, and you should, of course, 4 to 6 a.m. alongside Carly Shimkus. He also frequently contributes to Fox and Friends, Gutfeld, Varney and Company, Outnumbered, and just about every other show on Fox News and Fox Business. You This morning you gave advice. I, I was driving in. I'm listening oh. to the advice you were giving to Republican candidates who were running. And you talked about the fact that, yeah, let's not hold on to this red wave idea. Let, let's not take this for granted here. And, and the tide may be shifting after that special election in New York State. And you're giving a lot of good advice on that, what Republicans need to focus on. And let's face it, Todd, I mean, just inflation alone is not going to cut it. And how do you – think that this whole student loan repayment bribery thing is going to play in the uh, midterm elections? Uh, I, first of all, personally, I am beyond infuriated by this. And every time this has come up, I have lost my you-know-what over it. Uh, sort of like when Randall Cunningham used to score touchdowns against my Giants in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. But, um, but, but all joking aside, this, this, is, this, is, this is infuriating. And I think Republicans have been gifted another opportunity. I think earlier this week, the Fauci stuff helped Republicans because now they can go to the people and be like, you ticked about all that COVID crap, put us in office, and we're going to make sure this guy gets investigated. I think now you have a golden opportunity to say to what now is the Republican base, which is oftentimes the non-highly educated person who's working two jobs, really working their tail off to put food on the table. You can say the point that everybody's been making today, you're paying for somebody to get their basket weaving degree. But to the overall point you started this with, Republicans are really bad at elections and campaigning and just the overall process in general. Because if you boil it down to what really is the better message, Republicans obviously have the better message. Do you want to be shot or not? Uh, I'm going to choose not shot. Um, do you want to have more money in your pocketbook or less? Well, I want to go with more. Somehow that gets obscured because at least in this in the special election in New York State, Republicans got caught up in the abortion fight, and they took the bait. Don't take the bait. Don't make November be a referendum on abortion. It's not the number one issue for Americans. Don't let Democrats make it. Yet we saw in this special election they let Democrats Make it. Now, focusing on the special election quickly, the margin was like 2,000 votes. 
they were able to Democrats were able to turn out their base because quite frankly, their base, if they're focused on abortion, they probably don't have kids that are about to go back to school the week before uh, having primaries the week before those kids are going back to school. So those parents are really, really focused on getting their kids. They're not focused on going to a random primary, a random special election for an office that's going to be held for like four months. So uh, let's not go too crazy on this. The margin was really close, but it it underscores an overall point. Democrats were able to motivate their, their base on abortion. Don't let it happen when the stakes are real in November. Listen, you're a dad. I'm a dad. How much is education going to play uh, in this midterm election? Because, you know, Florida, if you want to talk about what happened with the school board elections in Florida, I mean, it, the left got crushed in like 10 different counties in Florida. Now, conservative majorities on school boards of election. I mean, that's pretty remarkable here. So I think as much as people might think abortion matters, unless, you know, that may be something you're planning to do in the immediate future. You already have kids, probably. And you're probably much more worried about how your kids are going to do in school this fall, that they'll be in school, that they don't have to wear a mask and that they're not going to be, you know, have this indoctrination shoved down their throats every day in school. Well, there's an important distinction to make. And it's this. Look at where the defeat of the woke school boards was really the most prominent. It was in in Florida. It was also in Virginia. But it was in areas where you had an organizing arm that was robust on the side of the parents. I mean, Glenn Youngkin's outfit knocked the crap out of Terry McAuliffe. And uh, Ron DeSantis knows what he's doing, both from a political perspective and also from a campaigning perspective. He put the proper people in position. He put the proper money in the proper spots. So you can be all well-intentioned and say, oh, you know, we got to fight the woke school boards, but if you don't know how to do it, you're going to lose. And so you need to, one, motivate the parents because the parents are ticked about this stuff. But do it in a way where you're going to win. That's what Ron DeSantis did with his funding, and that's what Glenn Youngkin did last year. So if Republicans are smart, and again, here my earlier part, Republicans are usually stupid when it comes to this stuff. If Republicans can follow the Youngkin model, follow the DeSantis model, to your point, it will be what I th- I'm calling the fourth major issue. Economy, crime, border, parents. Republicans stick to that, and in a smart way, they'll win. Todd Pyro, be watching tomorrow morning on Fox and Friends First, 4 to 6 a.m. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. It was great. Great talking to you. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go, Eagles. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. And we'll be right back here on The Guy Benson Show with me, Rich Zioli from Philadelphia. We'll be back. The Guy Benson Show. More next. So... Masks are coming back again, this time Georgetown University. COVID-19 testing required. Rutgers University in New Jersey is doing the same thing. I don't understand this. I really do not understand for a second why we're doing this to college kids right now. We're, what, 15 years into this pandemic, it feels like, and this does not end. You know, Fauci's out the door. By the way, at 530, we'll talk about this a little bit. Fauci is trying to walk back everything that he did, this little tyrant, everything that he did, truly. Oh, DeSantis today said somebody has to grab that elf by the collar and throw him across the Potomac to get him out of here. Governor Ron DeSantis said that, who's apparently now crushing it in a new poll that came out as well. But uh, Peter Ducey today talked to Miguel Cordona, the education secretary, in addition to talking about the student loan stuff, which we played you earlier, was also talking to him about kids in school and, and, and COVID and masks and keeping kids in school and, and, and all of this. So what do we have, Dan? We have two cuts, he said. 
Two cuts. All right, take a listen here. Go ahead. We heard Dr. Fauci yesterday talking about uh, grade school kids, and he right. said, I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone, talking about remote learning. Do you agree with that? Look, we know remote learning doesn't substitute for in-person learning. That's why we're thrilled the American Rescue Plan dollars is being used to provide tutoring, to pro provide additional supports. This school year, our students need us to level up education across the country, get back to making sure kids are reading, math, making sure that they have the supports that they need. I do believe that while remote learning helped during a pandemic, it's no substitute for in-person learning. What kind of follow-up are you doing to make sure that these students who missed out on yeah. so much time are actually caught up? That's a great question, and I'll be very frank with you. There was a lot of funding through the American Rescue Plan dollars, and rightfully so. Our kids suffered a lot, but now we're putting up new systems of accountability to make sure the money is going to the classrooms and the students are getting the support that they deserve. <laughs> really? <laughs> what about all this money these colleges or these the schools are sitting on? They're sitting on... Tens of millions of dollars in COVID relief money. That money was supposed to be used for ventilation systems. Remember that? To upgrade the facilities, to make sure that they would be safe and everything. And the schools did not spend the money. And you know why they're going to keep dragging this out? They're going to keep dragging this COVID stuff out because they know it's their ticket to get more money if necessary. That's why they dangle this over kids' mind. Well, you know, you might be remote again. It just may have to happen again. But I'll get into Fauci a little bit in the, in the next segment. But just think about this, too. My kids, your kids, if you have got kids or your grandkids, are, they, are the kids all right? No, the kids are not all right right now. We are dealing with mental health challenges on kids still. We're dealing with a lot of kids right now in this country who are dealing with drug addiction, self-esteem problems, speech delays from wearing masks, speech delays. I told this to you before, Christine, my daughter, we had to get her a mask exemption because she's got a speech delay. And it was I, I mean, it was, it was probably easier for me to storm Buckingham Palace than it was to get a mask exemption. I had to do a lot of work to get it. I got it. That's so sad. I know. And but it took how long? Problem. How long did it really take you to get that? Well, it took uh, like about a month, but I also had to threaten to sue and I had to bring in the Americans with Disabilities Act and talk about potentially getting a lawyer. I mean, you know, what I'm saying it's just there's a lot of this now. And it's not going away. I mean, even you say colleges, but in, in regular schools, too, you know, Fairfax, I think out in Milwaukee, they said that if if the level goes to high masks all around again, all around for how long? Oh, they wouldn't say that. Oh, Come yeah, on no, now. No, 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 no. They would not say. Right. They want to dangle. They like dangling. They love to dangle just to remember, remind everybody their power. I mean, Philly, kids are starting school. First 10 days of school, they have to wear masks. Why? There's no guarantee. Why? Yeah, right. Exactly. Science. Why? That's why. Yeah, but what is the science behind that? There is none. There, I mean, literally, they're not even a high transmission area at this point right now. And something else, too, there's no guarantee the mask coming off on the 11th day. And preschool kids, they have to wear masks the entire year. Preschool kids. You know, their boogers get trapped in the mask. It's tough to have snack time. It's not easy. It's not easy. This is the Guy Benson Show with me, Rich Zioli. we got a lot more to come. Glad you're here. Don't go away. You're listening to a new generation of talk. Guy Benson. Out. Take my gum out because I'm on TV. Not that you should ever be chewing gum when you're on the radio, but I was on a break. Chewing gum? I was on break. And I felt like I needed to, you know, keep my jaw going. I've only been talking for nine hours today. You, you know can't I mean? chew gum. I didn't. I I mean, I Take spit it out. It out. Take I, it out. It's out. It's out. I spit it out. I promise. It's out. 
No gum. No gum. And if you don't like it, get out. Boy, that's Charlie Crist who is uh, to voters in Florida. If you don't like it, get out. This guy's something, huh? He wins the Democrat primary in Florida. He's going to be the Democrat running against Ron DeSantis. <laughs> and talk about a big tent, huh? He basically doesn't want anyone in the tent who ever voted for Ron DeSantis. You can't win if you don't get DeSantis voters. You literally, there's not a pathway for you to win if you don't try to bring over at least some DeSantis voters. The, nu- the numbers just are not there. But this is uh, Mr. Pleasant, Mr. Personality, Mr. Charming, Charlie Crist. Uh, take a listen. Those who support the governor should stay with him and vote for him. And I don't want your vote. If you have that hate in your heart, keep it there. I want the vote of the people of Florida who care about our state. Good Democrats, good independents, good Republicans. Unify with this ticket. I don't want your vote. Have you ever heard a politician say that before? I don't want your vote. Uh, You. I don't want your vote. Yeah, this guy is going down in flames, and DeSantis is going to win Florida again. You heard it here first. There's no doubt about that in my mind. By the way, I'm on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you'd like to follow along. also have a YouTube channel if you'd like to subscribe to that. I'd appreciate it. But it's always great to be in for Guy Benson. Always enjoy it very, very much. Uh, we're going to get into U-Haul dating at some point, which is all the new. It's how I met my wife, obviously, by dating her on a, on a U-Haul. We'll get into that. But first, I want to get into Fauci. As Santo Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor, you have to say that by law. It's required by law. He's leaving, thank God. And he was on with Neil Cavuto. And the thing about it is I'm only playing this not because I want to hear Fauci, because I don't. I'm going to play this because it's amazing how this guy is trying to flip-flop on literally everything. Everything. First of all, do you remember the shutdowns, the lockdowns? Was he not the guy standing there behind the podium saying that you need to stay home? Stay home, keep your distance, don't go to crowded places, don't go anywhere, don't like literally don't leave your house. That was entirely Fauci. And all these Democrat governors were going on and on and they were doing these virtual things with him. And they were all talking about why you need to stay home and stay away from crowds and not go anywhere. Well, now Fauci's trying to walk that back. Cut 18, Dan. Do you regret the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some said made things worse? No, I I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. There was a lot of consideration among the White House task force that we were reaching a point where the hospitals, such as in New York City and other places, were being strained to the point of practically being overwhelmed. And the record will show Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. We wanted to cause a pause to remember the terminology to flatten the curve. So we didn't want to shut things down. We wanted to pause it. I don't want to stop the movie. I hit pause on the movie. What, what is the difference exactly? You stop the movie and the movie, the screen goes dark. You hit pause and it just stays on the, on the actor's face. But it's the same thing, Fauci. This is called backtracking right now, but he's not he's not done. He's also backtracking on on schools being open as well. This is Fauci is the reason, along with the National Education Association, that little troll, Randy Weingarten and the CDC working together, colluding to keep kids home. My kids were home just like yours were, I'm sure, for for most of 2020. And there was no point that Anthony Fauci ever stood up there as as the top guy and said, get those kids back in the classroom. He never said it one time, cut 19. I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone, but I think obviously, and if you go back and 
People selectively, Neil, pull things out about me. I was also one of the people that said, we've got to do everything we can to get the children back in school. Go back to some of the clips that you and I had on your own show when I've said that, that it's very important that we protect the children from the uh, collateral effects of keeping them out of school. Go to the record. I have said that so many times. Yeah, no, you didn't, actually. You didn't say that. Not once, not twice, not three times a lady. You've never said those things. You're, you're part of the problem here. This is the great Fauci reset. You know why he's doing this, by the way? Because Republicans are going to investigate him. Senator Rand Paul has already said, we are not done investigating Fauci for gain-of-function research and for his handling of the pandemic. That's part of the reason why he's running out of town. And he denied that when Cavuto asked him that. He, de- he denied the fact that this is why he's leaving. He just, you know, he wants to collect his cool $350,000 a year. He's the highest paid government official. Makes more than the president of the United States. And he's been there since, I think, the uh, Spanish flu of 1919. The guy's been there forever. So here's Fauci now saying, no, 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 he's, he's not, he's not, nothing to hide here. Nothing to hide. Cut 17. So uh, this wasn't a way to avoid uh, Republican investigations if they take over the House and or the Senate. Oh, Neil, not at all. Oh, not no. even a little bit. No. I mean, I have nothing to hide and no. I can defend everything I've done and every decision I've made. So I'm not afraid of that at all. That didn't even come in as a minor consideration. I believe that oversight is an important part of the government process. But some of the things that have gone on have been outright character assassination. That's not oversight. So if they want to get into legitimate, dignified oversight, I'd be more than happy to do that. Oh, good, because they're going to. They're going to ask you all about gain-of-function research and the origins of this virus. And I remember something else, too. March of 2020, I was on the radio in Philly every day saying this thing came from a lab. I had no doubts about it. And I remember Facebook, Twitter, the social media giants shutting down any conversation about the lab leak theory. And then I remember Stop Asian Hate, which was a complete fugazi, as we call it. There was never Asian hate around the lab leak theory. Some crazy guy in New York killed a woman who was Asian. It had nothing to do with the lab leak theory. It had to do with the fact that he was crazy. But they, tw- they twisted this to protect China and to protect Fauci and the NIH and the grants and everything else by saying if you bring up the lab leak theory, if you blame China for this virus, you are engaging in Asian hate. Now, that's not fair because a lot of Asians died from this virus. And they wanted to know the origins of this just like everybody else did. So how is it Asian hate to want to understand the virus that led to their parents dying or their grandparents dying or their, or their kids being out of school? Of course it's not. But this was the game they played back then. Well, now Fauci's walking that back, too. Oh, no, no, he was always keeping an open mind about the origins. Oh, yeah, always kept an open mind. Cut 20. I have always had an open mind and have said right from the get-go that we should keep an open mind as to the origin. But as more and more data came in, including now recent papers from highly qualified virologists from many different countries have shown that it is much more likely that is a natural occurrence. Yeah, right. Much more likely. You said there was no chance this thing came from a laboratory. I remember, and you remember too, Fauci. No doubt about that. We all remember this. But he also, then, then, then he, he plays more word games here. Cut 21. The viruses that the NIH gave a very small amount of money, $120,000 a year, 
to do surveillance studies in China, the viruses that they were dealing with, anyone who knows even a little bit about virology will tell you that it would be molecularly impossible for those viruses to have turned into either accidentally or deliberately SARS-CoV-2. And yet, people seem to discard that, and they go on with a wide variety of conspiracy theories. No conspiracy theory. In February of 2020, Fauci was on a group email, and the subject of the email was the origins of the virus. And in the email, it says it is highly unlikely that this is a virus of evolutionary origin. Highly unlikely. The genome sequence of the virus looked very much like something that came out of a lab. That was February of 2020. My question is this. If he had acted on that back then, instead of lying and covering it up, how many lives could we have saved? Could we have saved lives? Of course we could have. Maybe possibly we could have gone into that lab. Maybe possibly we could have figured out a way to sequence this a little differently. But instead, they were so convinced on trying to convince everybody, no, no, this came from a wet market. Some a, a bat burger or something like that, you know, bat bat fries, pangolin fries, something. Somebody ate some food and that's how this started. To this day, we've never found the actual natural reservoir of this virus. They think it was horseshoe bats in a cave in 2012 that they then brought to the lab, and that's where the gain-of-function research was done. You know, you create Frankenstein's monster so you can figure out how to fight Frankenstein's monster if he ever gets loose one day. Well, guess what? He got loose. And that's because you created him. That's the reality here. And we're going to find out all of this. I mean, eventually this is going to happen. Here's Representative Kevin McCarthy, the majority leader uh, on, well, hopefully the soon-to-be Republican majority leader if the Republicans win back the House. Uh, this was a little bit of a, a, a Fauci face-off with the Republicans. Cut 22. How many more in the administration will resign before we come to power in January? The Homeland Security Secretary of others? The Democrats have been deceiving the American public, so Republicans are going to demand accountability. I remember being in the Situation Room when President Trump was in office. COVID had just hit. And Dr. Fauci told me nobody should be wearing a mask. It actually could cause you mm -hmm. to get COVID because the humidity created around it. Then he went from wearing a mask to two masks and others. Yeah, that's right. And I remember that, too. He said, don't wear a mask. And there's an email, actually, to Sylvia Burwell, I think her name was, in uh, February of 2020 as well. When he said, Sylvia, the mask you buy at the drugstore will do nothing to stop this virus. Nothing. You know, and 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 yet. Then he came out and everybody had to wear masks all the time. There was so much that he contradicted himself on and changed and flip-flopped. But remember something. If you ever criticized him, you were accused of criticizing science itself. Do you remember when uh, they did the Saturday Night Live skit about Fauci? Do you remember who played him? A little trivia. Brad Pitt. And I know you love Brad Pitt, Christine, so don't act like you don't love Brad Pitt. I mean, who doesn't? Well, I mean, Angelina Jolie doesn't. Jennifer Aniston doesn't, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that probably don't. By the way, Brad Pitt played Fauci. And I remember this, too, because at the end of the skit, he looked in the camera and he said, thank you, Dr. Fauci. Thank you for all you're doing. They made him a hero. And the problem is we live in a day and age right now where everybody puts on their jersey and they double down on something and they don't. They can never turn around and go, you know what? I had that person wrong. I, 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 was, I was way off to, to idolize this person. He's just a man. He's a bureaucrat. He's a highly paid bureaucrat who's been in Washington since forever, and he's just a man. He's fallible like everybody else. But once you exalt somebody like that, once you put them on a pedestal, you're going to have to double down because now it's your judgment that comes under question. And that's a shame.
because I, I, I think we really have to get back and look at exactly what Fauci knew and when. And then they're going to do that. And that's a good thing. But don't feel sorry for him if you're one of the people that idolize him. He's going to do just fine with his $350,000 a year. And you know he's going to be on TV all the time. And if there's even an iota of a new variant that comes along, maybe, just maybe, Fauci's going nowhere is all I'll say. I'll believe it when I see it if the door actually hits him on the way out. Coming up, would you date in a U-Haul? It's all the rage, kids. Maybe that's how mom and dad met. You never know. It's the Guy Benson Show. Don't go away. Guy Benson will be right back. It is the Guy Benson Show. Great to be with you this afternoon. I've had a blast. I'll be back tomorrow. I'm excited for that. And uh, if you want to know how Christine met her husband, it was in the back of a U-Haul. And that's a true story. That is not a true story. I actually met my husband working at Fox News. And then you guys hung out in the back of a U-Haul. Uh, yeah. Uh, you did, right, didn't you? No. Come on. I don't hang out in the back of U-Hauls. Do I seem... Don't answer that. <laughs> Look, I'm not judging. I liked you better when I thought you hung out in the back of a U-Haul. I'm actually disappointed right now. No, uh, I haven't, but other people apparently have. Well, you brought this story to my attention. I'd never even heard this before. Do you want to you play the audio of this? Uh, let's do it. This is now what? This is this couple talking about this and how they met here? Is that what it is? I think so. All right, take a listen. You know, we told this story yesterday, and and uh, we were talking with Brian, and it's like, why would you go rent uh, 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 you know, a, a U-Haul? And the answer is simple. I got an email from somebody who said, I used to rent a car in Las Vegas for four or five days. It'd be four or five hundred bucks. Dom, a U-Haul is cheap. What you're sitting in is $19.95 a day, right? Yeah, plus mileage. Yeah, plus uh, mileage. <laughs> but it is so much cheaper than renting a car or a truck, especially in our area. Um, so it was really a, a good alternative, especially sure. since at that time we didn't have a truck. So yeah. we had to get creative. Right. Well, go ahead. One. This is from Fox and Friends. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do another one. So we ended up tossing in all of our bedding. We had an inflatable air mattress that we had in our our car for car camping. Um, So we tossed that in, tossed all of our bedding and pillows, um, and then headed over to to the local drive-in, the Van Buren drive-in. Look at that. Tossed it all in. Look, they make a great point. I mean, what's a one-way U-Haul rental? 29 bucks? Why are we renting U-Haul? Because it's a place to... To what? Out to what? What are to they doing? Hang, what well, are they doing, It's cheaper than a motel. They just a little canoodling in there? You know, you cuddle in the back of a U-Haul. Can't Is it dusty, cuddle? though? Is Can't it... you cuddle in an apartment or somewhere? Yeah, but these are the same people that, you know, have student loan debt, I guess. They can't afford an apartment or a car. I just, I don't understand the U-Haul part of this. Um, women yeah. for forever have been taught you don't get back in the back of those kind of trucks right. or vans. Right. So now you want me to get in the back of one of those? Well, let me ask you a question, well, though. Well, not I, you, but... Well, not me, but let me ask you a question. Would you date... If a guy said to you, I'm interested in going out with you, um, and I rented a U-Haul for us, would you do it? What do you think? I would say there's not a chance on this planet you would ever do that. No, it would be a hard no. A not hard happening. no. No. <laughs> I'm not in the back of a U-Haul. I don't care how much, as we call it on this show, Guy likes to call it, I don't care how much mama's juice I have. You got, but the mama juice, though. Mama's Come juice on. is wine. 
I know that's true. And so you have a little bit of that in the back of a U-Haul. Don't come knocking when the U-Hauls are rocking. No, 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 no I'm no. not in one. I'm I, not in I one. I meant when you're driving and hitting potholes is what I meant. I don't know where your mind goes. There's no driving and wine. I'm just putting it out there, okay? There's no driving wine. Why don't you ask Dan? Dan is a, uh, a single guy. I mean, he has a very serious relationship, but would well, not, he rent Not a single. I'm not married. You're not I'm, married, I'm but you are. I'm living with my girlfriend, yeah. Yes. But I was recently in the dating world, not too long ago, yeah. a couple of years ago. I would probably, I mean, if I was living in, in the city, maybe, and didn't have a car, and you could rent a U-Haul and get out of the car, go to the country, maybe, and put, like, a blanket down, have a picnic, I don't know, I would try it. I would Why see. not, right? I mean, not the first date. Maybe the third. Third date. Third, third date. date is a U-Haul. Third date, yeah. Boy, have times have changed. Third date used to mean something <laughs> else. Now it's a U-Haul. Uh, but do you worry about, you know, possible... Uh, do you get the insurance? Never. Even if it's for no. a date? No. No? All right, so you, U-Haul, yes, you. U-Haul, no, you. It's it's even it's even better. Uh, one of the couples, they get the U-Haul. Mm-hmm. They, like, you know, put some blankets down, and then they go to Chili's, and they get the two for 25 and they order this it. This is Biden's economy, <laughs> dating in U-Hauls and eating at Chili's. So, like, here's two things. Like, if someone, when I was dating, said we're going to Chili's, yeah. unless Chili's wants to uh, advertise, right. obviously. That we love you, Chili's, love and we love you, U-Haul. you, Chili's. Yeah. Um, but if they were taking me to Chili's, it, the date was off. And if they definitely proposed we were going in the back of a U-Haul, that date was off. And I was going to tell my Italian father and then we'd have even more problems. They'd say, excuse no, not a my little girl in the back of a U-Haul. Uh, no. All right, thank you for listening to the show today. We appreciate it very much. We covered a lot of ground. And I'm excited that I'll be back with you tomorrow right here 3 to 6 on The Guy Benson Show and on Fox Nation and Fox News Radio. So thank you, Christine, Dan, thank you. It was a blast. Let's do it again sometime, like uh, tomorrow. It's me, Rich Zioli, signing off. Have a great night. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. In these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.